We have a very special guest alert on today's show. We are bringing on Chargers star running back Austin Eckler after his great performance against the Dolphins and to talk about his new high-powered rushing attack under Kellen Moore. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked on Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons together. But this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, like Austin Eckler coming on today's show, make sure to go follow or subscribe on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Daniel, it's our first ever reoccurring player guest on the show. Chargers running back Austin Eckler is going to join us. That's going to be a fun conversation. Then we get into some questions. Is Staley's defense too complicated? And a, a Thier's rant. My goodness, you have to hear it. He is saying that Kellen Moore is the reason the Chargers lost to the Dolphins on Sunday. I mean, if Atir is saying it. You got to at least listen. But no, I'm very excited for Atir's rant. He definitely brings it today. But today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, guys. Well, here he is. Chargers running back, Austin Eckler. All right, guys, well, we have a very special guest here today, the only Chargers player that's been able to come back on the show a second time. We have Austin Eckler on the show today, and hey, man, I know everyone saw you get a little banged up in the game, so I just want to say hey, right now, how is the ankle feeling for all the Chargers fans out there wondering? It started out hot. All right, get right to the point. That's how we do it around <laughs> here. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me back on. Of course. Um, yeah, I see the the rep in the Charger love. Uh, I like it. got the Gates jersey. We got every hat that's ever been possibly made in the back over here on, on David's screen. I like it. Um, but yeah, man, week one, you know, we came out uh, swinging. Uh, I think so. There was some good and some bad in there. Obviously, you know, I ended up uh, getting banged up a little bit there, my ankle there at the end of the game. And, you know, it's it's part of football. And unfortunately, you know, we kind of saw with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff, right? Nobody is safe from injury in the NFL, um, you know, and um, when you get the ball in your hand a lot, guess what? you as well are not safe. Um, and so, yeah, ended up, you know, messing up my ankle a little bit. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where we try to get back as soon as we can and hopefully you're not, you know, out at all. And if you are out, hopefully, Hey, it's not too long. Absolutely. And we're hoping that you get back as quickly as possible. Whenever that is, uh, you have partnered with FedEx as part of the Aaron ground NFL player of the week award award, uh, that you've, definitely won a few times there um and a award you should win this year with the with this week with the 55 yard run and the 35 yard reception against the dolphins what were the reasons that you decided to team up with fedex yeah uh it goes it goes deeper than just just fedex in general um uh, really a, a big part of my life has been continuing to give back and making sure that hey like my efforts are yes progressing the things that i have in my life but let me have some type of portion of that that also is helping others and that's really been playing itself out, you know, through my foundation, um, through uh, my my discord, through my streams, through my giveaways, through my fantasy football stuff. And also now really started to play a, a 
uh, a part into people that I team up with. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons teaming up with FedEx uh, with their air and ground NFL awards that they do um, every single week. Um, it, it, it's in the category of giving back to the community. Um, and so they'll be down donated a hundred thousand uh, dollars to HBCUs this year. And they do that by selecting the air and ground, you know, FedEx player of the week, which I'm nominated for. So make sure you vote for me. Um, you can vote at nfl.com forward slash FedEx um, and make sure you vote for for your boy uh, representing this first week. But um, really, it's an opportunity for for us to give back in, in a combined way and combine our efforts and really uh, bring more opportunities to, to places where, where we see fit. And so really looking forward to being um, not only um, connected with FedEx, you know, on, on that side, but also be uh, winning the awards at the same time. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I think coach prime's doing a pretty good job of showing how many good players are at those HBCUs too. And chargers have a couple as well, you know, and drafted free agent this year, Andrew farmer, but I do want to talk about just the game, obviously the season, the way it ended last year. And then, uh, you know, you're looking so much forward to getting that first win, getting back on track. It doesn't happen. So how important do you think it is for this team to kind of go on a run to give you guys that confidence that you are a good team and you can still do something special in 2023? Yeah. Uh, in the NFL, you're you're judged on winning and, lo- and losing. That's the NFL. They don't care if, if we lost, if we lost every single game by two points, we, people would say that this team sucked, right? Yeah. You know, but they, they don't matter. It doesn't matter how you win or if you lost like, you know, the, the Giants did by 40. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a loss. Like, they can come back and win by 40 next week. I think two years ago when we were making our playoff our playoff run with, with Herb and Joe and Staley's first year, I think we lost to the Ravens like 42 to 7 or something like that. But at the end, we're right there getting ready for, you know, a playoff win and ended up losing when the Raiders kicked a field goal on us instead of uh, taking a knee. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> and so, like, it's not – it's not everything, you know, to to make sure that, oh, yeah, you win the first game, you win every single game, but obviously you don't want to lose any games. Uh, but it's good to see, you know, I think our offense is playing at a high level. We need to get our defense uh, rolling a little bit. Offense, we can still clean up some stuff. You know, at the end of the game, our two-minute drive wasn't that great um, to go and seal it and give ourselves a chance to win with a field goal. And um, so that's, that's football. That's what makes it so great. There's so many different variances of it, but uh, I like where we're at right now, and uh, I'm glad we didn't lose by 40. Uh, <laughs> Me too. That's a diff- that is the different feeling. Um, oh, than, yeah. than losing by two for sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously, offensively, you know, like you mentioned, you guys kind of didn't really end the way you really wanted to. But overall, the offense looked fantastic under new offensive coordinator Colin Moran. Considering it was only the first game, do you guys think you have a chance to be even better than what we saw on Sunday? Ooh, it's that's a great question because it's like, how do you define what is better? Because it's not, it's not, it's not black and white, right? right. Like. Does it's better scoring 40, 40 points next week or scoring more than 34 or is it just winning the game? You know, um, so yes, want to be better, but I think it's more of a philosophical question of like perspective, <laughs> like what is better? Because yeah. yeah. I'm going to come out, I'm going to try to play as consistent as I possibly can. Yeah. And I know the rest of my teammates are as well, but there's going to be new challenges that are in front of us. So we're not going to be able to, you know, compare apples to apples necessarily. Um, so I would say when it, I based off of the conversation I just had a little bit before this, we need to play better because we need to win. So whatever, yeah. if we win, then yes, we played better. If we lose, we didn't play better. That's kind of how it goes. So yeah, we I, need to play better. <laughs> it's definitely fair. Well, we'll be quick with this last one because I know you got to get out of here, but you were calling for a long time for another running back behind you to kind of step up and take that mantle of RB2. And it feels like Joshua Kelly's done that and he had a great game, probably his best game as a charger in this last game. What have you seen from him over his few years since when he started in 2020? 
Yeah, man, this guy's been making some strides and, you know, it's showing up. It's showing up in the preseason when we had like record breaking preseason rushing Crazy. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's been this the stigma around our, our building where it's like, hey, like we can't run the ball. Why can't we run the ball? Let's run the ball. Yeah. And so guess what we did? Dang it. We ran the flipping yeah. ball. You know, yeah. and that's why I got to remind you to go freaking vote for me on NFL.com you know, <laughs> yeah, forward slash FedEx, you know, for ground player of the week. So I can help, you know, provide some scholarships out here. But right now, uh, you know, when it comes down to to running the ball and right, getting this ground game established, I think it's so important for us because we know the receivers that we have. So we know we're going to be able to throw it. And, you know, you're going to have games where you're going to lean heavily on, on one or the other based off the defense you're facing. And, you know, when you're playing a cover eight team like we saw last week, you, your running backs and tight ends got to come alive well a special thank you to austin eckler we ended up having a space issue on the zoom call actually and he had a super busy day so it got cut a little short but we're definitely going to try to have him on again very interesting to hear what he had to say about this team and that ankle specifically going to see what happens with him this week on the injury report but the good news is it's a chargers mailbag day and we have a lot of good questions to get into like is brandon staley's defense too complicated because the best stretch they had last year was when they were missing a lot of their star players, and I don't necessarily think that's a coincidence. So we're going to get into that and many more great questions coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about eBay Motors because our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I think you guys are going to like this one. If you're looking for a sweet matchup to exploit for a big game at wide receiver in Week 2, turn to the Chargers' Mike Williams. Williams was quiet and banged up in the run-heavy opener against Miami in Week 1, but he draws a beautiful spot against a Titans secondary which struggled to handle any of the Saints receivers down the field, including Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. Look for Justin Herbert to hit on at least one big scoring play to Big Mike Williams. David, I know that we're definitely hoping for that. I mean, Mike only had four catches, 45 yards against the Dolphins, but I know me and you are hoping that we see a more vertical offense. We saw so much of that in training camp, and hopefully now that it makes more sense, we can see it this week against the Titans. Kellen Moore definitely had a great game plan for the Dolphins, but I definitely like Mike Williams to have a big bounce back week this week. I mean, we know if you throw up a 50-50 ball to Mike Williams, at least you're probably talking about a 70-30 ball. But Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, well, it's time to get into this Chargers mailbag. Thank you to everyone who hit us up at Locked On LAC on Twitter, and also everyone who called into the voicemail like it's here at 323-524-7924. You leave a 30-second voicemail there. It's likely to get on the show, but a tier needed a little bit more time. But hey, it's hard for us. Anything over a minute, got to be quick. And you can't just be firing people every day because there's only so much we can talk about people getting fired. But we do want to start with this one from Abria Wright on X or Twitter who asks, do you think that Staley complicates his defensive scheme? Well, we know he does. 
right? I think the question here is actually, does he overcomplicate it, right? Like he wants to be complex. He wants to confuse opposing offenses. He wants to do all these things. But I think there is a good case to be made, David, that maybe this thing is a little too complicated because now we're in year three and it still feels like the guys out on the field aren't doing what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to be doing it. Yeah, so, I mean, I do think there is some credence to this as well. I mean, when you look back at the Chargers last year and when they played their absolute best form of defense, it was when those game plans were a little more simplified and you didn't have all of your stars out there to kind of lean on and be able to get super complex. But I think maybe that could be something that the Chargers can learn from and, and maybe they can simplify things a little bit more and, you know, just utilize those weapons that you have on the defensive side. You have a ton of very good players maybe just say hey this is what i need you to do go out there and do it do it at a high level and then let's see where the cards uh fall after that i think that might be a better game plan just because hey when you have to think about all these different things at once it's hard to be able to do all of those things at a high level it's kind of the the gus bradley thing right because gus bradley had a very non-complicated defense running the cover three. And the reason he did it, at least partially, was so the defense could play fast. doesn't feel like the Chargers defense is always playing fast. And this is not a you know something saying, hey, bring back Gus Bradley, because we had our issues with Gus Bradley then, right? Yeah. Like it's, But still, you can't argue with the numbers that Brandon Staley's defense has had over his first couple of years. The best stretch of the season last year, I mean, let's talk about the one game, right? The Dolphins game yeah. last year. You were missing Derwin James. You were missing Joey Bosa. You were missing J.C. Jackson. And you had maybe the best defensive performance of the season. Like, they absolutely undressed Mike McDaniel in that game. Now, this year, you flip over the page, and they get smoked with all of their best players out there, the healthiest they're going to be all season. Yeah. And it just feels like, hey, yeah, I mean, there probably is something to this. I know, you know, going pattern, pattern match zone and doing the more complicated things that he likes to do and disguises he likes to do, in theory, they work great. Yeah. When you have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they worked great, right? But that's the crazy thing. Is like he had the number one defense in his first year with the Rams when none of those guys had played in his defense before, yeah. right? So, like, something definitely isn't clicking there. And I know we see all the questions about Derek Ansley taking over play calling duties, right? Staley getting fired. I mean, the thing is, like, it's still going to be Brandon Staley's defense even if he's not calling the plays. Could Derek Ansley do it better? We have no idea. Yeah, That's no the problem, idea. right? Like, it would still be the same defense. It'd still come with probably a lot of the same problems. And I think as far as like the actual head coaching stuff, time management and stuff like that, Steve was actually, for the most part, over a legitimate sample size, has been pretty, pretty good. good. So yeah. defensive play calling isn't taking away from his head coaching abilities, I don't think. Yeah. But I think you could say the head coaching abilities definitely could be taking a little bit away from the play calling ability. So it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, there's just a lot of questions. And something hasn't translated. And I don't know if it's a coincidence that that was their best stretch, even though it was a stretch of terrible quarterbacks they went up against. So yeah. let's get to the next question here from Ian Rivers, who asks, do you think this defense will struggle this much all season, or is it just because they saw Tyreek Hill at his healthiest? I feel like the corners can match up better against other wide receiver rooms and hopefully help the pass rush and linebackers do their jobs easier in return. David, what do you think? Absolutely not. I mean, they're not going to play like this every single Sunday. They definitely will look better. And trust me, if every NFL team could find a Tyreek Hill, they would <laughs> go get a Tyreek Hill. They would sure. love that, obviously. He's one of the most dangerous weapons in the in the history of the NFL, quite frankly. I mean, 
Is it, this is a guy that borders yeah. on 2,000 yard seasons almost year in, year out. And might get it this year, yeah. Yeah, and he might legitimately get it this year. I mean, he's just, he is that good. And I do, uh, I mean, one of the things you said is I, I think the defenders and the corners match up with other wide receiver rooms across the league. I, I agree with that as well. I think that they will. Uh, be able to match up a little bit better. I mean, those two guys, I mean, having guys that are four or three on the outsides, like that, not every team has that. I mean, they all want yeah, that, nobody but not, has every, that. not every team has it. So I do think that they match up a lot better. Also, just this defense is way too talented to, ha to put up that type of performance week in and week out. They will figure it out. We just have to see how long it's going to take. I agree with you for the most part. I mean, I think that the problem is, is they are going to have a lot more talented receivers coming up, right? It won't be the combination of both those guys like me and you talked a little bit before the show. It's like, okay, well, you know, next week against the Vikings, not that you're looking ahead, right? But that will be the test of, okay, well, when you know who it's going to go to, you know who their biggest threat is. Can you not let the guy have 11 catches for 225 yards and two touchdowns, yeah, right? Like exactly. that'll be a good test just because the Chargers play well against, you know, Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it doesn't mean necessarily that the issues are fixed, but no. I do think that they're just still major concerns that we won't know a ton about until much later on in the season, until we see some more matchups. But I do think the pa the pass rush, I think, will have a bounce back week this week. I do think it'll look much better than what we saw against the Dolphins because the Dolphins or the Titans aren't really set up to run the same kind of things, obviously, Not that the Dolphins all. were able to do, especially to the pass rush. The bigger thing is going to be can the Chargers stop the run to actually make Ryan Tano have to pass, but... We'll get into that on the crossover episode tomorrow. But let's get to this question here from Tom Bam Luke on X, who asked, what are the chances Dayon Henley actually gets run on defense once he's back? Seems like Murray as the starter is written in stone by these coaches. I, I wish I didn't agree with that, David. It's, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like that a little bit to me. It does seem like that just because we've seen it in the past where, you know, they, they've dra drafted a, a player high and they've kept him on the field when he clearly doesn't deserve to be the Jerry a lot. Tillery. Jerry Tillery. Yeah, we right? have another question about Jerry Tillery, too. Shout out to whoever asked the Jerry Tillery question. Kind of the same thing with this, right? Because Kenneth yeah, Murray is the guy that has to get yanked. Yeah, I think you just have to hope, Daniel, that you watch and you and the coaches are able to see what Kenneth Murray puts on tape and know that Dan Henley does some of the things that Kenneth Murray's not doing at a higher level and that you should obviously put him on the field because I think he's a little bit more athletic. He's better in coverage, has better instincts, and he tackles better. So I'm sure that, you know, something, uh, someone from coming from my perspective who has never coached football a single day in his life and is able to see that, you know, Dayon Henley is probably a better fit on the field with Eric Hendricks, that the coaching staff is able to see that as well. Sure, right? I mean, I think that the hard thing for me is not him versus Kenneth Murray even necessarily. It's like Kenneth Murray does feel pretty entrenched. There's nothing that Brandon Staley said at his press conference that would lead you to believe they have any problem with Kenneth Murray being in there, saying that he played winning football, basically. Dayon was playing late into the last preseason game after the guys in front of him, Nick Neiman and Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga, were out and resting, right? Like, yeah. the problem is, is when we saw in training camp, the defensive rotations would not lead you to believe that Dayon Henley was close to usurping Kenneth Murray as that starting guy, and he That's wasn't true. even getting in there on every second-team unit. He was a third-string linebacker in training camp, basically, rightfully or wrongfully so. I do think he does a lot of things that Kenneth Murray can't do or isn't doing at the very least. The problem is, is obviously, he's hurt right now. We don't know when he's going to come back from the hamstring, didn't practice at all last week, and now everything's a little stunted. 
right? Now everything's going to take a little bit longer. And I think the other big thing is you would still have a lot of rookie mistakes out there, right? There would still be a rookie learning curve. I think it's just your willingness to accept that to get some of the obvious kind of liabilities. I don't know if Deion Henley played and was fully healthy in this last game. I don't think he's the lowest graded linebacker on pro football focus. That's just all. I mean, I don't know if you'd have been great, but we're not looking for great. We're looking for better. So hopefully they can see that. Hopefully he can bring that right when he comes back, but we'll have to see. It'll definitely take a change of heart from this coaching staff, but we have many more questions to get into on this chargers fan mail day, including a tears epic rant and also the Chargers usage of their first round pick, Quentin Johnston. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about the Jace case from Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency situation. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand yourself. I think when Hurricane Hillary was kind of hitting Southern California, which I never thought I would see a hurricane hit Southern California, and it didn't really hit, but it started making me think like about how unprepared I am if anything actually bad were to happen where I live. And I do have family members that really rely on certain medications to survive which is why I was so interested in learning about the Jace case. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. I also need to tell you guys about Price Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. I love Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun that I've had, and you can win up to twenty-five dollars, twenty-five times your money on this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less than on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Testing my skills on Price Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars with just a few taps. It's a very easy interface. I've snuck in, you know some really really late projections on monday and sunday morning it's always i wake up and i'm like okay i need to get red zone but i also need to get in my prize picks picks right for this weekend against the titans you can go with justin herbert more than or less than 288 and a half passing yards and you can also go with derrick henry getting more than or less than 88 and a half rushing yards that's a good number right there. <laughs> They're going to keep them under 88 and a half. We will see. But all you guys have to do is go to pricepeaks.com slash LockdownNFL and use the code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepeaks.com slash LockdownNFL. Promo code LockdownNFL for that deposit match up to $100. Pricepeaks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, David, well, we do have some more Chargers fan mailbags to get into, including one of our longtime, you know, loves of callers a tier calling into today's show but that's just today's show make sure you guys are back here tomorrow because it's crossover thursday and crossover thursday can't so excited that they're back right we missed crossover thursday in the off season and tomorrow locked on chargers meets up with locked on vikings or locked on titans i'm i'm looking ahead chargers please don't look ahead please take care of the titans first i'm sorry for looking ahead at justin jefferson he's just don't you do that i won't but we do have to hear from a tier because a tier had something to say 
And we'll see if you guys end up agreeing with him because he's definitely going out there on this one. Hi, Mr. Wake. This is it to you. I know everybody's blaming my coach for the loss in week one. I totally understand the defense was horrible. But to me, it's simple. Third quarter, we are up 24 to 20, third and one at the 40 yard line. We're running the ball all day long, and you want to throw the football to make your quarterback happy that did not have a great game. What are we doing? What are we doing? To me, that loss, Kellen Moore taking that loss. He's the one calling the play. That ball should have been ran. We pick up a first down. We win the ball, and then we will add it to the league. The rest will be history. Instead, we give the ball back to Miami. They came back. They take the lead. The game is over. I want to hear you and David on this. David, that's a hot take. A tear's coming, bringing, bringing something hot here. It, it is a hot take, but I do not agree with that. I'm sorry, Atir. I'm not going to agree with that because rude. part of that game plan is that Kellen Moore was the engineer behind the Chargers rushing for over 200 yards in that game and understanding that they were going to have the opportunity. You could probably to do agree, that. though, that you wish they would have ran on that third and one, though. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. I mean, they were they, they were running the ball at will against the Miami Dolphins. So. I, I'm never gonna, you know, be sit here and say that I would be against that decision because they were having their way with him. So that, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, Atir. Yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that drive. So this is the important thing to realize in the context around the situation that Atir is bringing up. The part he's talking about is when J.C. Jackson got the interception in the end zone and decided to take it out to the four yard line, and then the Chargers. On second down, after getting the ball back, actually made a great play. Justin Herbert extended a play, found Keenan Allen down the sideline, who easily got the first down, but had uh, an inch of his foot out of bounds on that, which set up the third and one, which the Chargers ended up taking a sack, and then they punt. The next play, J.C. Jackson gets burnt for a 35-yard touchdown, one-on-one with Tyreek Hill with no help over the top, or Derwin James not getting over there to help over the top, one of those two things. But totally avoidable situation. If there's a touchback, that doesn't happen, right, obviously. And if Keenan Allen doesn't step out of bounds, that doesn't happen. But I'm going to go ahead and blame the unit that gave up 36 and not the unit that scored 34. Like, I just think that, Yeah. I mean, the Chargers scored 10 fourth quarter points. You know, they, they outscored the Dolphins in the second half of this game. The only reason they were losing at halftime because of J.C. Jackson pass interference, right? So, like, they, they scored in the second half. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Should they have gotten yeah. more? Sure. I'm not going to blame the offense for this one. I mean, it's definitely, to me, more on Brandon Steely. I can point out the positives of what the Chargers offense did easily. And, and also, Justin Herbert had a good game. I'm tired of this notion that he went out there and didn't do anything. I mean, come on, guys. Like, it was that's insane. Not an he was incredibly efficient. Would I like to see him throw down the field more? Sure. Of course. But I think that's what brings up Alvin's question here for today. And he asked you, because you can always slide into David Drogemeyer's DMs, at DrotalkSD on X uh-huh. or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. David, me and you disagree a lot. Alvin is David's arch nemesis, by the way, sidebar. But you never ignore my questions. I appreciate that. I love this relationship. This question, though, it might annoy you, but, you know, I don't care, LOL. Why does Keenan Allen get more screenplays than Austin Eckler, Quentin Johnston, the Yak God, Davis, or Josh Palmer? Once again, David, thank you. So he doesn't bring up Mike Williams. Mike Williams actually had the most catches behind the line of scrimmage of any of the Chargers wide receivers. Uh, David, to me, I think it's probably too soon 
to make any assumptions about kind of who's going to get the most catches in these kind of situations. Yeah, I mean, the game plan was obvious. They were trying to run the ball. They knew they were going to be able to run the ball. They knew that the Miami Dolphins were going to try to do everything they could to keep everything underneath and and prevent those you know over the top uh, type of plays. So, I mean, as as far as why is Keenan getting it, I mean, I think you'd probably be a little bit surprised to to see or to know that he had five point seven yards per catch uh, after the catch after the per catch reception. per catch. Yeah, Yeah, 5.7 yards after catch per reception. He almost scored a touchdown on the one screen pass that he caught. Well, yeah, yeah, he made two defenders miss, and he did, like yeah. he looked, he looked really good in the open field. So you can't sit there and tell me those opportunities that he got in the quick passing game that he didn't make the most out of those. Would I like to see Quentin Johnston get more of those opportunities? Sure, I would like to see that. Absolutely. I mean, you drafted him high for that very purpose to get those yards after catch. I do think that is going to happen. I expect that to happen probably as soon as this Sunday against the the Titans. Yeah, I do. I would agree with you. I mean, I think this had much more to do with game plan. They did try to do a little, not a screen, but a little shovel pass to Quentin Johnson behind the line of scrimmage that ended up going for a two-yard loss. The one gadget play they ran with Darius Davis actually worked out pretty good. But I think we don't really know what these guys' roles are going to be at this point. It's kind of too soon. But I do think that, you know, overall you want the ball in the hands of Quentin Johnson after the catch more than you would want it from Keenan Allen. Because Keenan Allen at this point... He's not a guy that's making a ton of people miss. Maybe you heard us say that and made two people miss. Um, on his way to a, an almost touchdown there. So we do have one more question that we wanted to get into from Andrew. Who said, do you expect the running game to be as dominant against the Titans? Or should the passing game take over based on this matchup? This is a great question for crossover Thursday tomorrow. But I would say, though, this is going to be a game we are hoping Justin Herbert lights things up a little bit more because we think it's going to be much tougher sledding against the Titans who allowed 2.6 yards per carry in the first game against the Saints. So much different competition on that line. Much better test for Kellen Moore, but more of a chance for Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert to light up the scoreboard through the air. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you check David out tomorrow on the Chargers crossover. Char- locked on Chargers, Locked on Titans. Super excited about that. And make sure you don't miss it. Subscribe or follow for free on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. And you can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find us on X at Lockdown LAC or me at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer at Drotalk SD. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Get your 30-second question in there or hit us up on our Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But back with you guys tomorrow with Crossover Thursday. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.